All right, let's go. Good afternoon, ballers. Welcome to the 43rd episode of The Step Back. Chris Humphreys. <laughs> Trash. Trash ass net, man. Mr. Kardashian. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, man. If you're hosting on Tompkins, my main man, Jacob Moses, uh, here to you on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we usually come at you Wednesday nights. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some events came up, so I'd like to push it back to today. Uh, but, you know, basketball is basketball, and we're, we're here to, you know, kick a uh, recap week four. Um, how you doing, brother? I am doing good. It's cold up here. I'm over it. Snow, I'm over it. But other than that, I'm feeling good, breathing. How you doing down there back in the place to be, NYC? Yeah. Cold here. Uh, I'm not not leaving my house. <laughs> I thought I had my lotto ticket. That didn't happen. But you know, all in all, all in all, it's pretty good. <laughs> lotto stood. <laughs> um, now I'm somewhat glad Kyrie returned to work, but dream two come true. That that hey man. Gotta take it. Came all clean shaven and somewhat and he he looked okay. He wasn't he wasn't bad. The chemistry though seemed off though between everybody when he came back. I don't wanna say nothing, but mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's easy to go that route, you know, like, oh yeah, you you were you were two and oh before Kyrie and, mm-hmm. and KD and Harden looked real good. And they did. They looked real good. They beat the Bucks, and just Colin Sexton, Jared Allen just took them to school. Yeah, absolutely. It's a humbling experience. Uh, Sex land got him. <laughs> Damn sure did. No loop. None. Uh, on to Miami tonight. We'll see what happens here. But, um, you know, it's a lot of the chemistry issues, the defensive issues is what's really uh, bothering me. Mm-hmm. Playing over 30 minutes a game, it's not going to happen. They're going to have to get that depth going. Um, some better shot selection, but giving up 145 points and 120 to Cleveland Cavaliers, it's, not, it's just not going to cut it. Nope. Not at all. But, uh, what do you? What would you like to see on the Nets, and who should they, you know, try to acquire? You know, um, I know Alex Len was around. He was cut by the Raptors, but he's uh, now signed with the uh, Wizards. Um, that was an, a, a big who could stretch the floor and, and provide a defensive presence. But now that he's gone, you know, Michael Beasley's still out there. Uh, uh, it's really slim pickings. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of Isaiah Thomas. They've got enough. They have enough guards. Mm-hmm. Maybe to read. I I can I can see. You know, he's a, a ball of energy, good on the mm-hmm. defensive boards. Um, but I mean, you see Michael Beasley around with his hair, and and <laughs> he needs. Yeah, he has a cold goal thing going on, and he needs something to do. Maybe they can bring him in because. <laughs> they, they, the team defense, they, they have to do something right. 
Yeah, that's when they gave up Allen. That was kind of you gave up your defensive anchor for the most part. Um, like you said, the defense is just not there. You got TLC, not much else. Uh, we talked about, I thought you hired, but you watch him more than other. You said he was terrible, so he's out of the equation. Um, yeah, y'all need something because this it ain't working. Buck 45 to the Cavs, and you're giving up 100 points a game. Yeah. Nah, it's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, it's only no. going to get you so far. Yeah, it, it's really the rim protection. You know, mm-hmm. the beginning in the paint, like it's like it's nothing. And DeAndre Jordan is is decent at the at rim protection, but it's the mm-hmm. rotations that they're they're bad at. And you know, they gave up 134 points to Cavaliers mm-hmm. in the past two games in the paint. Uh, I still think this team is better with Jordan coming off the bench and utilizing mm-hmm. uh, the smaller lineup. Uh, you know, maybe establishing a five-out system, move Jeff Green over to the five, mm-hmm. KD at the four, and, and have Joe Harris come in there at, at the three. Um, I'm going to preface this a little bit. I'm going to cross over. We have the championship game tomorrow, Kansas City mm-hmm. and Buffalo. You look at that trio of uh, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Teams go into facing Kansas City by denying them the ball. Offense being your best defense. You know, you don't go to uh, playing against Kansas City kicking field goals. Maybe an up-tempo pace uh, maybe can help them spread the floor and provide floor balance to where they're not always scrambling, looking mm-hmm. for uh, someone to to match up with. So maybe uh, moving Jeff Green into the five spot, you can play Jordan against Embiid and then Drummond, that type mm-hmm. to match up with size. But I, I think going forward, they should really go to uh, a, a smaller lineup. Yeah, I think but, that would do wonders for you guys because Jeff Green has looked really good. He's hit his shots. You know, play at, he's always been since, you know, Georgetown and into the league, he's been a pretty good defensive player. You know, his toughness is needed. That was a really underrated pickup for you guys. And let's see where it goes. But, yeah, I do agree with you with that small ball lineup. I think that would do you guys wonders. And we'll see where it goes. But um, talking about the defense, the number one defensive team in the league, your new York Knicks. Yeah, they're they, they looking good. Tibbs has them playing, you know. I mean, they haven't played them hard. I know they're playing a lot of minutes, you know, between RJ, Randall, and them. But, hey, trying to get wins. He said he didn't come in to lose. So, But it's been great to see RJ is stepping it up. He's looking. He's living up to that billing, and I knew he could. He's hitting his free throws now. He's getting himself to the rim. Just His jumper looks, you know, I won't say smooth. It's getting there. Um, Peyton's trash. Randall's looking like an all-star. Uh, almost posting triple doubles. And Mitchell Robinson's making him small improvements. Just has to, his awareness has to get better. He has to be able to get up and down the floor without diving on the floor while, you know, getting a rebound, blocking a shot, and ending up on the floor out of bounds. And Peyton's trash. And quickly, he is definitely my favorite rookie. I'm not being a homer, but is my favorite rookie. He's quick, quickly floats it. That's that's his thing. He gets in with his floater. He, he can stretch the floor. He can find an open team. And he can be a facilitator. I, I will give him that. Everybody, oh, he's a shooting guard. No, he 
he said he played point guard in high school and Kentucky, you didn't see it, but he's looking like a good facilitator and Peyton's trash. Uh, we got Alec Burks, great vet to have on the team. He can stretch the floor as well, plays adequate defense. Bullock, he's been, he's been okay. He's been hit and miss, but he's a good 3 and D player for the most part. Um, did I mention Peyton's trash? Yeah, I think I did. Um, you know, Rivers is hurt. Noel's been good. Uh, the switch off between him and Mitch are just non-existent. It's, you will get from both of them block shots, you know, good rim protection, and on from there. I, the only thing I see with this Knicks team, we need the lead guard. You know, this is where Chris Paul would have made that difference right there. You know, off the pick in the PNR. The Knicks don't run a lot of PNR, and if they do, they don't run it right. Sorry about Obi. Obi looks okay, for, but he doesn't play a lot of minutes, but he looks springy every time he gets on the floor. But, um, yeah, that lead guard is really important because we have no one on the floor that can really facilitate. Besides Randall, RJ, I think if they gave RJ the keys to the offense, they will look a little bit better on offense because he's actually a really good passer, and it might work. But, you know, we got Peyton trotting out there doing whatever the hell he does in his minus sixes and twelves in the box score. But other than that, hey, I'll take it. Took a hard loss to the Kings, the game they should have won, but between Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, he was playing like, you know, of course, you get those games where you didn't draft me, I'm going to make sure I play well against you. And Randall stepped up, RJ stepped up, Mitch stepped up with a double-double. Quickly was okay, you know, he had his nine points, and then Alfred Payton. But we will keep seeing him, keep pissing me off, and we'll go from there. But they, I, I can't complain. Eight and nine, almost 500. You know, build that culture. This is what this season was all about, building a culture with this team. I want to see more of it. I want to, I love the toughness. They just, they don't give away games, which a lot of games that they won this year, they would have lost last year. And that right there is, is an improvement within its own. So I will take it. Yeah, the, the Knicks right now in the number eight spot if the playoff were to start today. So, you know, it, the, the incremental improvement is what you're looking for mm-hmm. from the Knicks. Uh, they had a very good week this week. Like you said, RJ, uh, Randall, rated the number one defense in the league. They had an ugly game on MLK Day against the Magic. That was one of the yeah. worst games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Neither team barely made it to 90. Uh, they came out with a win. Mm-hmm. Now, quickly, do, yes. do you think uh, he should be in the starting lineup? Not right now, but down. I'll give him another few weeks, and the Peyton keeps thinking it up. You got to put him in there. Maybe Peyton will be better. And which that's what more he was suited of anyway. More of a backup point guard. He, he really he's not a lead guy. He'll get you. As you as you've seen in New Orleans when he had his little triple-double streak. He wasn't the lead guard. I think he was doing it because Lonzo... No, was it Lonzo? No. Was it, who was out for them? Holiday? Oh, Orlando? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. New Orleans, was it? Yeah, it was, it was Holiday. Yeah, Holiday was out for a while. He came along, and, you know, he did his thing, but he's just not a lead guard. But all in all, I won't say start quickly right now. Let him keep getting his reps and doing his thing and getting his feet wet, but I'll say I'll give him another few weeks and quickly needs to be in that lineup. He shoots better, you know, Peyton's uh he's an aggressive. He'll get to the rack and he'll maybe score, but quickly I like better free throw shooter. I want his 
for that's it right there. Don't give points up at the line quickly. RJ's getting better. Randall's decent. And Bullock's a good free throw shooter. So you got to have those guys on there. But quickly, give them a few weeks. So I'm giving Peyton a little bit more time to stink it up, I guess. But And maybe when Frank comes back. That's another one. Frank, when he comes back, what are we going to do with him? He's going to be important because he can guard three positions. And you can't teach his defense. And all he has to do is get aggressive. And you never know. Maybe he can take a spot. He can take the minutes away. And we can kind of rid ourselves of Peyton and DSJ in a deal because Lord knows DSJ is just sitting on the end of the bench just picking his nose or whatever he's doing. But but they, they look good all in all. But I would love to see quickly start, though. I mean, you get this guy, whoever said – I mean, Kenny Payne probably was a big part of that. But for them to get him where they did, because that never happens to us. I won't even lie. All the bust – I mean, going to go through the bust right now. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> you live in the you, – you know yeah. the bust. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> but, it's, a, it's a long list of them. It's a long list of 20 years of misery. But quickly, he seems like he his drive, you know, he wants to succeed. And I think he will. He just needs a shot. And going back to Akil, he said, don't trade Randall. I don't want to see Randall go. But – you're going to have to put top in, you know, he's going to have to start playing more minutes. You picked him eighth for a reason, but just let Randall keep build, building his trade value. And he's going to have to go, but, hey, you can if you can get a nice little deal out of him and another pick in this, as we have two in this upcoming draft, you know, you get a third first. He's worth the first rounder right now, I think. But if you do it, at least get a first rounder. You have three first rounders. You, the Knicks could be in business coming, you know, next June. Or whenever the hell they have the draft next year. Well, this year, excuse me. Right. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of questions, but it's not bad. No, it, it, it's not. Okay. Uh, I, I think Randall okay. is in a spot where they, if they have to build topping up, uh-huh. you know, uh, enough to a point where they can put him in in a lineup and give him more minutes. Or mm. what do you what do you make of Kevin Knox? He's a good corner specialist. He's learned how to shoot a corner three. Um, his defense is adequate. It's not terrible. And also helps when you have a wingspan. Like, you're 6'8", you know, you have a wingspan of it, and you can stay in front of guys. But I want to see more. I want to see him get into the rack more, not scared to, you know, he, he's not scared to shoot when he's open. But if somebody's in your face, you got to be able to rise up and hit a shot against somebody, you know, Six four or six five or whatever. You you got that for a reason. You got that size. But I do want to see more in him. Yes, it's great that he's hitting his threes at a higher clip. But you know you got to see more. It's, it's a little bit of progression. But what else can he do? He doesn't drive to the only time I really seen Kevin Knox aggressive was his rookie year. That and summer league, he was getting to the rim. I mean, maybe he was just rambunctious and oh yeah, I got to show the world why you know I was picked here. You got to keep that up. He's, he's not doing enough, to be honest, but I'm glad he's hitting his threes from the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and the Knicks are giving you what a, a little a little taste of what made them successful in the 90s. Tough defense, hard work, and, and mm-hmm. an attitude. And, you know, to go consecutive games, giving up uh, under 100 points. And like you said, the, the number one defense. Mm-hmm. Um this team is turning a corner. You know, they're starting to turn some heads. Um, more people are watching. 
if they can, you know, stick around for that playing game, mm-hmm. playing tournament, um, they're right in the progression where they need to be. This is exactly what the, the timeline suggested with Tibbs um, on board. So, I mean, things looking good for the Knicks. Definitely. See, and I, call, I said playing game. I didn't say playoff spot. That'd be the best thing, but I'll take a play-in game right now, and you, you just never know. I want to see that Nets in. No, never mind. I don't want to see that. because no, you, you, you don't want no, I don't want, want, I want that smoke yet. Let's get a point guard, then I want the smoke. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's a good season. I'll take it. I mean, I, I'm taking it right now. I'm just I'm excited. I'm not talking about championships and uh, blah, blah. No. Build the culture. That's what I wanted to see, like what you guys did. I I, I watched it. I ain't going to say from afar because I watched a good amount of the games, but what Kenny Atkinson grew, grew over there, it turned into playoff appearances. It turned into your big three now, and uh, the Knicks can do that, you know? And we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Um, Knicks fans should be excited. So this week, uh, we celebrated MLK Day. We had five games on the schedule. Um, we had some very good, very good games. Uh, if you were watching on, on, on uh, NBA TV or TNT, mm-hmm. however you were watching, uh, one of them was the Grizzlies and the Suns. John Morant, his, he came back, that matchup with him and Booker, they went at it. Um, DeAndre Ayton with mm-hmm. the Grizzlies took the game with a clutch Grayson Allen three. Um, the Grizzlies Suns, uh, do you see that potential playoff matchup there? What, what do you mean uh, that? I definitely do. That was a great game. Back and forth, you know, guys that we talked about last year, like, you know, of course, John Morant, but the Brandon Clarks. I said, you know, if they get anything out of Grayson Allen, it's good. If it can stop tripping people. And, you know, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a very good – watching him at Duke, he's a, he's a good player. It's just his his mannerisms. He's just going to get him snuffed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, let's be real. You you do that in the NBA, somebody like – he did it to Trey Young. And Trey Young, I mean, he's like, hey, it's not sweet out here, man. I might like, – Jacking in your face, but it was fun. But that, those two teams going at it, seeing DeAndre Ayton do his thing, Chris Paul, you know, Devin Booker, um, Cameron Johnson, you know, against the Brandon Clarks, um, Morant. Well, I'll see you in this. He's still there. He was mm-hmm. playing. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was playing. Um, Grayson Allen. What's they got? And they don't even have three. Jones. Yep, Tyus Jones. And they don't even have 3J back either. So when he comes back, it's going to get even better for them. But then they can really run off that pick and roll because him and Ja had a nice little one working. And remember, you can't run away from the GNA because Jackson can shoot, son of Jaron yeah. Jackson. So, you know, he can stress the floor. I think he shot maybe a 38% clip when he last time he played. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere over there, but he's you're gonna have to check him. And Memphis is gonna be good. And Ja Morant is back, man. It, it was it was scared me fantasy wise. Of course, obviously, I don't want to see it happen, but just as a fan, you want to see that guy play because he just balls to the wall. He's just, I got to take Robert Sellers, all gas, no brakes kind of thing. But, um, yeah, that's John Morant, man. He's one of the best young point guards in the league, and he is so fun to watch. But that was a really good game down to the wire. Man, yeah, I definitely want to see that in the playoffs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Suns missed out. Grizzlies uh, had a tough break in the bubble, losing to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kyle Anderson and, and Tyus Jones, uh, Dylan Brooks, the team is is loaded with depth. You know, for three weeks, Morant was out. We set them back. But 
you know, they're surging. They can compete with their best in the West. Um, and, you know, they're going to be a tough out for anyone who has to play them. They're just going to be, you know, jockeying for position out there in that six to eight spot. And the Suns right now are just rolling along, taking care of business. Michael Bridges, um, uh, one of those uh, under the radar, most improved player uh, yes. candidates. You know, he dropped 34 spot. He's dunking on people, he improved his range, um, really thriving um, and progressing from the bubble. Now with Chris Paul there, setting him up, and the Suns are just in business. Mhm. Yeah, they but, they definitely are, man. That's and they they all can shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part. <laughs> I mean, like I said Dylan Brooks is one of my favorite underrated guys because he's just so he's overlooked. I mean, he'll drop fifteen to twenty you a game if he gets his minutes in. And a lot of the Knicks I've seen, it kind of reminds me of that grit and grime Memphis team, where they just wore you down to a most point and where they got their wins. We just went out the point guard. Um, but yeah, the Grizzlies, the Suns, it's just the West is good. The West is pretty loaded. I think is yeah. Yeah. Youth with the youth movement going on there. It, it's so great to see. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and now with KP coming back to Dallas, him and Luca mm-hmm. going to try to uh, right the ship there. And Luca's running off triple doubles and KP's looking like uh Unfortunately, like KP. So, anyway, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> off that. <laughs> Pozingi, that uh, man, I missed that commercial. Had me all hype, but anyway. <sighs> never M O K Day game. Uh, that was a pretty pretty good. Yeah, Atlanta mm-hmm. Hawks, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolves suffered a tough loss without. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns in there. Russell played well. Beasley played well, but it was Trey Young and John nice. Collins and the Atlanta Hawks show. They're starting to pick things up after their little skirmish uh, about Trey handling the ball too damn much. So um, <laughs> DeAndre Hunter looked good. Hawks got the win in some pretty. I, I mean, if there was any city jersey that like I would actually pick up. That Atlanta okay. one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might. I'm thinking about that one, but um, yeah, that team is so good, man. Kevin Herter, he almost had a triple double. He almost had a quiet triple double. He had 17, six, and eight. And Clint Capella, you talk about a big pickup, 23 and 15. You know, did they extend him or is he still under that last contract or whatever he had? He's still, he's still under the last one. Okay, so I would keep him around because he's he's definitely a good one. He anchors that defense as well, and he's efficient. And yes. it, it told you, Houston, man, you you really you have a problem because you got rid of him. But well, they have more than that. But he's been good. Who else they got over there? Of course, your man John Collins, Trey Young. He did his thing. He almost had a triple double. Um. The bench really didn't show much, but they didn't really need it because Minnesota really doesn't, you know, what the hell do they have? Um, D Lo did his thing. I'm still mad he didn't come to New York. D Lo, 31 7. Um, Malik Beasley continues to be consistent. Uh, they're playing Vanderbilt. You know, he had a small, nice little game. A1, day one, you know, 
He had mm-hmm. 50, 12 and 5, nice dunk, but he was inefficient from the field. Nice Reed, you know, they're still trying to figure out. Okogi came back, so they're still trying to figure out what's going on, what rotations. And that's Ryan Saunders as a young coach. He has to figure out what he can use to win games. Um, but yeah, Cat, Cat not being there, it's, it's always going to be tough with him now because he just, he really brings that team together. And. It's not looking good, man. I can I can see Ryan Saunders being one of those guys on the hot seat because that's how the organization usually works. But they're a young team. Maybe they'll get it. I honestly I will be surprised if they can't really get into one of those playing spots because they they're really talented, and you want to see them do better. But I don't know. Like I said, the the West is tough, man. So a lot of teams out there that can put you down quick. Yeah, the the wolves are like you said are, are in a downward spiral. It seems to be never ending, and mm-hmm. more more than likely, if not this uh, trade deadline, maybe in the off season, Cat might start you know pulling that Harden move and you know decide not to show up. Mm-hmm. Come on home, Cat. We got you. Come on home. Oh, never mind. Tips is a coach. Forget it. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, another um, uh, another uh, MLK Day game that was pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. The Nets and the Bucks. Yes. Uh, Harden KD duo at work. It, you know, mm-hmm. it was Harden Giannis part three. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man, you, you that right there. I said it. That's the ECF right there. I want to see it. I, I want all of that game because it's, man, it was just back and forth. It's just Giannis, KD, just Harden. I mean, Joe Harris was hitting threes. I mean, everybody, everybody played up to their billing. You know, two-point win for the Nets. And, man, just some of these numbers. Giannis almost had a triple-double, 34-12-7. and Holiday played a great game. 22, 4, and 6. Middleton, of course, one of the most consistent guys in the league. That's what you want. Um, Defensions didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> Brooke Lopez, your guy. You know, Mr. Stress the Floor. Crazy ass looking. Um, <laughs> former Nick Bobby Portis, you know, he, he poured in a few points there. But, you know, looking at the Nets, James Harden, of course, tri- uh, he almost had a triple double, but he did get a double double. DeAndre Jordan with a 12 and 12 game. Um, Joe Harris poured it in. Jeff Green with a, a solid 14 and 6 game. KD 39 and 6. And Reggie Perry, like who is that? Reggie Perry. That's what I was going to ask that, you about. That's the second round pick they uh, got uh, this year from uh, I think it was Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you might be right. Okay, that, that sounds about right. Uh, this team is it, it comes down to the bench and it they have Harris oh no Harris started. See once you put Harris in the starting lineup, you kinda you're selling yourself short on offense because you really it's not like you have them weeded to actually come off the bench and provide that spark offensive spark off the bench. So this is when the the depth is gonna get tested, especially in the playoffs. We know they're gonna make the playoffs, but how far can they go? And that might be their roadblock. So let's see what the Nets have. Like I said, you got options out there. You guys got to put it together. Let's see. Steve, this is a hell of a predicament for Steve Nash in his first year. I mean, it's it's all about rotations and all about your personnel. And like you said, if you can't play defense, 
You can't. You got to play a liquor defense. You can't be giving up all these points and expecting to win. I mean, you're going to outscore, you know, these Nick teams and they probably the Hawks. And even though they're getting better, but well, I can't say Cleveland because they they went to work on you. But you're going to be able to outscore teams until a certain point, and the playoffs it gets tougher. But they they have that advantage of having a Harden, Kyrie, and KD. So sky's the limit for the team. Uh, uh, agreed. You know, and, and looking at that game in particular for the against the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, coming down the stretch, the ball ended up in Middleton's hands uh, most of the time, and yes. for good reason. He ran the pick and roll to death uh, with the mid range shot. But Giannis, I mean, he airballed the three. He took a like three mid range shots and ended up uh, breaking those badly. It all came back again to Giannis and the game. Uh, effectiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, will he ever cross that hurdle and make the make the jump from he's an MVP, but you know someone who you have to respect at the three point line or even at the foul line. You know, mm-hmm. once you build a wall against him, it, it's it becomes pretty simple. Exactly. Uh, and. Uh, another takeaway I took from this game was Drew Holiday. His defense on Harden, on Durant, it was the entire game. It was on point. Mm-hmm. And they gave up a lot of picks to get but he is exactly what they needed as the two-way player who can back you down in the paint as well as extend uh, mm-hmm. uh, to the three-point line with exceptional defense one through four. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the team I always like Middleton. Like I said, he's he's a tough he's a tough player, man. He's somebody that you will. He's living up to his, his billing of getting paid all that money, and it's nothing. I can't really. I have nothing bad to say about him. Giannis, he, he's a perfect number two, but Giannis mm-hmm. has to be that Batman. And your team's not going to be great if Batman can't perform. And you know this. What was he one for ten from the line? Not too long ago, you right. made a comment about that when we talked. You know, obviously off here but you know one for ten wh- what what are you doing <laughs> what what is that you're the guy like I said I don't I don't care what anybody says yes Giannis is he's good but he's not an MVP I'm sorry he those two MVPs no 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 because he shows that every single time in the playoffs that he cannot carry he can only carry his team so far you know people want to talk about LeBron LeBron carried his teams you know he at least carried them to the finals a bum Cleveland team to the finals you know we see my MJ do it. Um, now we've seen Patrick Ewan do it. Uh, and we've seen Jason Kidd. You know, we've seen him do it. I mean, there, there's Kenya. I mean, yeah, he had Kmart, but yes, when Batman needed to be Batman on these teams, they they step up. And Giannis, they gave you everything. You got your max contract. You got your help. What are you going to do to get that championship back to bring that championship back to Milwaukee? Yeah, it, it's all about that progression for him. Making that clutch, taking that clutch uh, step, making proper decisions, but mm-hmm. that matchup, potential Eastern Conference Final matchup, you know, I'm they have to meet again this season. But yep. no step been taken. Next time we'll see Kyrie with them. We'll see what happens there. Absolutely. And speaking about, all right, we got to get into this because you know I like to get into these guys' comments, but the kill mm-hmm. as. What do we think about the whole Shaq and Donovan Mitchell, you know, little transcript going on when he 
basically got at him saying, what do you, what do you say, Leon? I think you know. I just looked at it, but oh, I got to this. It was, uh, well, the smoke. It, I guess for, for, so the Jazz, one of the hottest teams in the league, they, mm-hmm. they now won seven straight. Uh, Mitchell starting to finally um, pick up his bubble form and, and really pick up this play on the season. But I, I guess he, Shaq went and asked him, uh, he was like, well, yeah, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but we're kind of paraphrasing here, but we'd like to see you take the next step, and I haven't seen you do it yet, and, and it's mm-hmm. that. And Mitchell said, well, I, I guess, you know, what, what am I going to say? He said, okay, I guess not. Um, he's been hearing that his entire life, oh. but – you know, it, it it also goes back to um, with Shaq kind of – is it constructive criticism or is it mm-hmm. hating? And talking uh, about you know, uplifting guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what it's hard to tell. Um, I, I really think Shaq is more constructive criticism because he want to see – you can tell certain guys he takes a liking to. And he wants to see these guys be great. And you're professionals. I mean, you know, even at your regular job, I'm pretty sure we we get constructive credit criticism sometimes. We might not like it, but I, I see I like Mitchell's response. Okay. I heard it my whole life. Absolutely. And I think it was more constructive criticism on his part. You know, it does come off as hating, but sometimes you can think Shaq can talk. Some guys can talk. And, you know, I would want somebody just like he, he kind of did it with Christian Wood. When he's like, hey, I never really heard of you. And he's like, you, you heard of me now, right? And then so he's – sometimes you, he's putting these fire under these guys, and I like seeing that. And Mike, some people might think of it as Hayden, some of it, you know. I don't know. I don't talk to Shaq personally, so it would be nice to see him, like, clarify, like, what were you trying to do? But I think it was more constructive because even when he said it, he's like, okay, I've been down my whole life. I'm going to just keep on working. He's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. And there's nothing wrong with it. We know okay. what D. Mitchell can do. Yeah, well, we we definitely seen what Mitchell can do, but I I also think so. This also goes back to what Harden was saying, where Shaq had some criticism of Harden and mm-hmm. how he dealt with uh, that entire uh, uh, Houston fiasco. Mm-hmm. So Harden came back and said, "Well, you know, you don't uplift people. Mm-hmm. You, you just really not really." Uh, you use your social media platform to do the opposite. You're putting guys down. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, I agree with Harden. I, I think you're right. Shaq does kind of cherry pick who he uh, uh, chooses to be chummy with. We would go bear. Was that constructive criticism? You're in a man's pockets. How, how he gets his money, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's on him. Yeah. That was completely that. I was out of. Out of whack. I think he was just mad because he never really got a contract like that in his career. That's what it comes off as. But you can't. We all know, you know, Gobert. He's not, you know, Shaq. You know, nobody's gonna be Shaq. Shaq was one of the most dominant guys in the league. It was nobody's gonna play like you. And the money is different now. And would you do the same thing? You would probably go for you. You would take your money too. He's not gonna say no to two hundred mil. He's he's done a lot for Utah, so you can't really hate on him for that one. That one I didn't like. Mitchell wasn't too bad because I think he likes him so, but Shaq does come off as a hater sometimes. And I mean, what can you do? He's not so much you can really say about him to a point of sometimes he hates, 
<laughs> sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just don't like it coming off as you know you're uplifting someone by mm-hmm. you know tearing them down. If you're gonna mm-hmm. if you're gonna uplift them, keep it there. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it it just comes off it comes off disingenuous. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, but. On the flip side of that, James Harden should be talking because of how basically how he got to the position he was in now. Like you weren't about lifting, but you were the same guy, you know, getting yourself out of shape or whatever the hell you were doing just because you didn't want to be in Houston. So I get, I get it from Shaq's point. It was a little bit, you know, yeah, chill. chill. But James Harden got to check himself too because, dude, you forced yourself to where you were. It wasn't. A, you just made it bad. Just request a trade and do what you got to do. You basically alienated everybody. They did basically brought in John Wall for you. Yes, he was hurt, but he's still John Wall. They brought in Cousins, and then they just like, what the hell just happened? I mean, sometimes you bring that that narrative on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, sometimes it's warranted. Sometimes it goes a little bit too far. But on Harden's part, yeah, you kind of put that on yourself a little bit. But I'm all for the uplifting, though. You definitely got to uplift, especially in the NBA, especially at the time we need to uplift each other. You need to do that. But, yeah, on his game, and can't deny Harden's game, but how he went about that whole Houston situation, I I have my reserves on that one. I'm not a big fan of just forcing your way out and kind of making yourself look like a jackass on the way out. I I think, um, like... So KD's and KD and LeBron response, uh, yes. Barkley and, and Shaq, you know, I, I think they're also kind of spot on. You know, these mm-hmm. the older the older players really take this new generation to, to, to task. Yeah, some of it fair, most of it unfairly. Um, but KD's right; these guys have coaches. You know, the game is not the same as it was twenty years That's ago. True. The, the game is more spread out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's clogging the paint. So, yeah, a lot of records are going to be broken. You're going to have more triple-doubles. Look at Luka. Look at Harden. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the way the offense flows. But, you know, mm-hmm. to come out and, and criticize the way these guys play and, and make their money just because at your time it didn't work out. I mean, mm-hmm. Barkley was a hell of a player. And Shaq, they're both play, players in their own right, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's not fair to where, you know, the, the, the game has passed them by. It's, I, I just don't like that they, they, they criticize how they get their money. I agree. I agree. Like I said, if it was back in the day and you had the chance to do it, you would absolutely do the same thing. And if he say I wouldn't do it that way, he's a liar. I don't care what anybody said. And it goes back to like the MJ and LeBron debate. Everybody's like, oh, he's done it. But you can't not. It's like you try to take away from what the guy has done. You can't take away anything LeBron's done. Yes, Jordan of our generation. Yes, Jordan's probably the best player we've seen. But you, no matter how great of a player you are, is going to be somebody that eclipses what numbers, your numbers. Always happens. I don't care what sport. Henry Aaron, I wasn't born then. You know, RIP to him. You know, who would have thought? Yes, it was Roy. It, I mean, let's be real. It was helped. But who would have thought Barry would have did that? I mean, it just, it happens. And, but yeah, but don't, like you said, don't, when they start making their money and, and they don't, don't start knocking it. I understand if they force their way and then you get 
you like force their way to places and you might not like it, yeah. you give your opinion. But when they start, oh, you shouldn't have got that contract. You don't know the work these guys. I mean, you know the matter of fact, you know the work these guys put in because you probably you've been in the situation. You've been in that same gym these guys have been in. You had to go through high school and college and make it up to where they are now. So, you know, just calm down. I mean, Shaq caught Flack were coming out of shape from Kobe. So, I mean, and, and he walked around with the rings like, you know, you know bro, calm down, man. <laughs> and, and another one um, I wanted to bring up, Carl Malone talking about, you know, that Zion Williamson should be playing 40 minutes a night because he's 22 years old. Carl Malone, mm-hmm. well, you already know my feelings on Malone, but one – Nobody's playing 40 minutes a yep. night. These back-to-back games. Do you nope. see the 72-game condensed schedule? Mm-hmm. It's not happening. They need him for the long haul. There's too much money involved. It, it, you know, Malone needs to stop. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree on that one. Yeah, he's he's another one for his talking. Yeah, the, the older generation of players, for the most part, really haven't been uh, endearing to the younger ones. Kobe was really the last one who to do it, and you look at the crop of players who's here now with the Tatum's and the Trey Youngs. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just it, it somewhat bothers me. Uh. But yeah, but you get these, you get a lot of players that just get in their feelings because they weren't in the positions these guys are in now, I believe in. I mean, that's how it goes, man. Haters going to hate, right? As they always say. I mean, it always happens. Always happens. But I mean, that's not the spirit. But it wasn't the spirit of MLK Day. Uh, I mean, you know, the dream and. of course, everybody being equal, but it's also the spirit of uplifting your brother and and mm-hmm. wanting better uh, for your people. And you know, criticism, constructive criticism is fine, but it, in the climate we're in today, it's just it's just a bad look. Very much a bad look. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, so trade deadline, uh, I believe it was in March. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Harden be traded. Levert, um, shout out to him. Who we didn't even know he uh, had a mass on his kidney, so Trey saved his life. For real. Um, do, do you see any players who could possibly be on the move? Bradley Bill, of course. He's always the, that's going to be the number one target. Um, I think was well, sixty days before players can get traded. Old Depot might, you know, he might go again because you know I'm hearing he's not happy in Houston, which I don't blame him. I mean, you go from an organization like the Pacers now winning organization, then you go to the Rockets, freaking mess. You're like, uh, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Um, Julius Randle. That you got Obi in the wings. You, I know a lot of people. You know, Kill said don't trade Randall, but you got to think of it of the future wise. You know, what are the assets you can gain from Randall? 
playing at his highest level. Sometimes you just got to let those guys go and hopefully get a good return on them. Um, and maybe Alfred Payton and DSJ on the next front. Maybe somebody will take a flyer on them. Mm-hmm. I don't know because they don't really. I think Alfred Payton, he will be a good backup, so he holds some kind of value. But DSJ, he's more of a, a throw-in at this point because you don't know what the hell you can get from him. And I don't know. It's not really that many players I can really see now. There's no really – after the Harden domino effect, pretty much it. Um, maybe Kevin Love. I mean, he, he yeah, goes I to – I mean, if yeah. who's going to take on that contract? I don't know. It's just now you just throw names out there and maybe that can happen, but I don't think anybody's taking on that contract. I know I wouldn't. Do, do you think uh, Lonzo Ball would be a good candidate for the Knicks? Absolutely. I've liked that kid since he saw him play a lot at UCLA. He's a pure point guard. I mean, he's not the greatest shooter, but I'm pretty sure he's a better shooter than Peyton. Um, better defensively right now. Mm-hmm. And he fits the scheme of what Thibodeau does. Um, he can see the floor really well. The PNR, his PNR game is he runs it great. It's health about him because he's starting to be nervous with all these nagging injuries that he has. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing. But yeah, if you gave up pretty much, I wouldn't trade Randall for him, but unless picks are involved for us, but I would love to see Lonzo in New York. Yeah. I think Lonzo will be a, a prime uh, Nick candidate with the ability to extend him later on because he's a restricted free agent mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So if you get him like mid season and, and, you know, Tibbs going to run him into the ground, but it will be <laughs> a, a, an absolute upgrade at what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone in the comments, uh, I can't see who it is, but the, another name was I had Andre Drummond. Now with Jared Allen in Cleveland, Drummond's role is going to be uh, uh, phased out a bit. He's making $28 million this year, uh, free agent at the end of the year. Uh, I could see someone maybe like Dallas or, or, or uh, uh, maybe Boston would, would come in and take a run at uh, Drummond. You know, led the league in rebounding past few years. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, mm-hmm. Good big man from UConn. Uh, Drummond is a prime, another prime trade candidate. Um, yes. Um, Dallas would be a nice spot for him. But who would you give up? See that, that? I don't know. They might want a good amount for him. But yeah, Dallas would be a nice spot to put, you know, put him back, you know, put him at the five, put KP at his natural position because he's not a center. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Luca doing his thing. But that would be a nice spot. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, maybe like uh, Kyle Lowry or. Uh, I saw something Aaron, about Larry. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I think it's his time in Orlando's over. Actually, they really gotta do something with him. Maybe Zach Levine. I mean, I don't think the Bulls should trade him because he's turned himself into an All Star. In two years, I mean, he's just improved for that team, and I, it would be crazy to trade him. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna be too much out there. Maybe we'll see some small trades, and I, I, I think Chicago is in a, in a weird spot where they 
are kind of like in contention for the playoffs, but they have so many um, question marks as far as their rosters for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you mentioned Levine. He's a, I mean, like you said, improved to all-star levels. Um, you know, I, I think Markinen or, or Wendell Carter Jr. might be also on that list. But mm-hmm. if they happen to trade Levine for maybe to the Lakers or or uh, someone who's looking for that third third option and they can get a hold of, uh, you know, some picks or some young talent back and, and reset and start Patrick Williams there, or mm-hmm. do they just keep Levine and, or, and extend him and make this playoff run? Yeah. Um, I, I think Chicago's in a, in a weird spot. Oh, absolutely. But I, I would keep him around. He's too good just to let go of, and you probably won't get the same value back for him. But marketing, I can see marketing would make more sense because they, like you said, they have Carter and they got Williams, so he's expendable. And you know, in their scheme, from what I'm seeing, Carter is pretty much a better fit for him. But but yeah, I can see. My, I would take marketing in a hot second. I think that kid has a limited potential, man, that he hasn't even touched yet. And I don't know. They they definitely in that spot. Like they got the point guard in white. Then they got Levine. Then Williams is a three. Then you got Carter, and then center. I don't know. They got to figure that out. I don't think Wendell Carter is a. I don't. I don't really look at him as a center. I mean, yeah, just because you're tall doesn't mean you're a center. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I see this day and age, you just I. I don't know. I don't think he has the body for it. Um, now uh, another sneaky trade candidate, John Collins. Uh, now Atlanta, they're they're like a Jekyll and Hyde team. Mm-hmm. I still think they're they're right in the mix for the playoffs, but he's also a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And they drafted Okongwu as well as uh, having Capella in the mix for next year. Mm-hmm. So Collins might be a guy who, um, if they can get some value back for him, they they might look to move. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Also, um, you know who else I was just thinking of? Kimball Walker. I, I mean, he doesn't look right in that team. I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but since the bubble, he has not looked right. He just doesn't. I don't know. It's because he's not the guy. As you know, sometimes he, he, he seems like he has that alpha male mentality. Like he wants to be the guy. He wants that whole. But he should have. If that was the case. It could have done it in New York. You definitely would have been the guy, all eyes on you. But, you know, how Brad Stevens runs his team, it's not all about coming down the court and how he plays. He's more of an ISO player. And Boston has Tatum and Brown, which you can't really do that. And that's another reason Hayward didn't work. And he he played within the office. But if anything, and I think that was more his injuries, too, that they traded Hayward and they just wanted to get up out of that contract. But... Mm -hmm. If you watch the Nick game, Kimball was just, I mean, yeah, he looked rusty, but I don't, maybe he's not right for this team. I could be wrong, you know, but I don't, he might. It, it's possible. So you, you think he might suffer the same fate as Kyrie, but just quietly? Yeah, I, I can see it happening. I can really see it happening because it, it got to be something where, you know, Kyrie, even here, his numbers took a hit as well. Same thing. You know, you're so used to being a man somewhere, it 
it can affect you. Yeah, and, and when Kyrie was there, Tatum and Brown weren't what they are now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and they and they have some pieces in, in, in place at point guard and Smart and Pritchard and uh, uh, Jeff Jeff Teague is there. Um, so yeah, there you go. They're able to weather the storm if they were to acquire a big man um, for, for Kemba, but. I, I, I find that it's definitely possible. I, I find it hard to believe that they'll break yeah, that up so yeah, soon. I, yeah, considering that at Max Deal. But it's, yeah, it's a, definitely a good one. Yeah, I just I mean, you got two other guys like maybe Lamarcus Aldridge or DeMar DeRozan, but I don't like, I wouldn't like it. I'll say Aldridge more than DeRozan because DeRozan really brings that team together with his mm-hmm. playmaking this year and his leadership. So I can more see LMA going. Um, but the Spurs is another team, and they, they just have a nice young core of guys. Keldon Johnson, Derek White, um, Lonnie Walker, fourth. Um, yeah. What's the other guy's name? Deontay, um, Deontay Murray. Yep. Um, you know, even I mean, even Poto. Yep, there you go. Poto. Poto. That. Oh, my, my man is. Well, he'll be back in a moment, but uh, I think his think uh, video gave out. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with him as far as um, Jacob Potal. And which actually brings me to some uh, fantasy players who might be available for pickup uh, with, you know, KP returning, Okongwu returning. Jacob Polo is a guy who you can look at, at on your waiver wire, provide you some points and some rebounds. You know, that's definitely a guy I'd look at. Uh, now with McCollum injured and, and Yusuf Nurkic out for eight weeks. Another guy, definitely in there. Uh, Jeff Green is available. Avika Zubak. Definitely another, some more guys uh, you can look at. Um, but uh, this is definitely, definitely uh, an interesting week in the NBA. Uh, I'd like to see... Uh, the Nets play some damn defense, but you know, good luck with that. Um, again, uh, so tomorrow afternoon, you guys, before the football, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills and the Packers, uh, game tomorrow, you can catch Total Business Podcast with Felipe Melicio and Sean Connor Flannery over in Baseball Life Monday night, Dong City. Uh, with Henry Maldonado Jr. and Vince Mercandetti. They'll cover these sad passing of Henry Aaron Jr. Uh, catch on Monday night, 7 p.m. Uh, we're in Baseball Life. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, the Audible with Randy Hammond and Matt Bushnell covering uh, the games from the, uh, Sunday, uh, possibly cover the Super Bowl. It's going to be a big show then. 
And we'll be right back here with you on Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, recap week five of the NBA. And, uh, you know, keep that going. I think my man came back. There we go. I'm in the building. Hey, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm, my laptop seriously just died. I knew it was coming, so I apologize. About the, I'm trying to get my computer back up and running, so where we at? <laughs> oh, no, I was reminding the guys uh, how they can catch the other shows on on, uh, on the network, but as well as covering, uh, you know, the injuries in, in the league with uh, mm-hmm. Kongwu and Nurkic and McCollum out. You know, Miles Turner just came back. Uh, maybe any guys you were looking at uh, uh, for the week or um, guys who might be on your radar? Uh, yes, I did, actually. Um, you got Mikhail Alexander-Walker, mm-hmm. you know, with Alonzo Ball having knee issues. You know, he had a nice game. He went off for 37 against the Clippers one night. So, you know, potential is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein. You know, with step, he stepped up. Actually, he's been shooting sixty-eight percent, seventy-eight at the line. It's only eight points a game, nine rebounds. But hey, that's solid for him and for that Dallas team, um, because their side they have really no size. You know, besides KP and the other dude they have, I can't even think of it at the moment. But you know, Pat Williams, he's another one that I've seen still available. He's a three-level scorer that can you know get you some nice value all-around numbers. One of my other favorites, I'm hoping this guy catches on, Gary Harris. He can still hit you, you know, get you some threes. His usage is low, but he's averaging 30 minutes a game, so hopefully his number, you know, shoot for that, you know, talented OKC team. You'll be hearing their name a lot, especially in the draft. They are like 30 picks. Every other pick is going to be mm-hmm. OKC. Um, so, yeah, definitely – those are my fantasy guys that I've seen. Maybe Tyrese Halliburton, you know, because from what I've seen, I was kind of high on him coming, you know, into the draft. But, you know, Obi fell to us. So, hey, <laughs> you got to go with the BPA sometimes. You, you have to. Um, so that that was that's definitely some good uh, pickups. Uh, Jeremy Lamb just came back from Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. He's available if you're, if you're out there. Um, so, who was your star of the week? I was step back player of the week. Yeah. You know, oh, man. I got to go with, you know what time it is, Damian Lillard. Um, he averaged 30, 30 points, five rebounds and seven assists throughout the week, three and one record. I'm going to go with him. It was tough between him and, you know, Easy Money Sniper. If you don't know who that is, that's KD. Because obviously he led him to a 3-0 and record, but I, I would say Dame. Because just because I like Dame, and he was he was balling it out, so I definitely got to go with Dame. That's a that's a good pick. Um, I, I I like Zach Levine this past week. He balled out like you said as well. De'Aaron Fox had a nice forty three and thirteen line this week, but you know Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard was a man. No time. Also had a, uh, a newborn. Also yes. had a newborn this week, so you can call him Daddy Dame. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, they have just one? Oh, they have triplets or something. No, the pitch uh, has one. I, 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 
I think I thought it was two, but I mean I could be wrong. I thought it was like three. I'm like, damn man. You definitely know what time it was over there. But no, that's 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 awesome for him, you know, all around great guy. You know, even though he he's talking that smoke about the Knicks, he's on the Joe Budden podcast. Well, it's gonna die down. Listen, we don't want to see that, Dean. Love you and all, you my guy. Chill, man. Mm-mm. So I go there. Tips to get that defense on you. He had Curry looking like nothing to that second half. <laughs> but yeah, he, he actually struggled though. They, they played really good defense on him, and it was interesting to see. I was shocked. To be honest. But yeah, it's a lot of players out there. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me let me get. I think I'm back into my laptop now so I can get to where I need to be so I can see these highlights my man cooked up. Speaking of yeah. chef. All right, I'm back in. Starting yet. We are sorry that we have these freaking issues. Well, I can't jump in here. We got I always like those Memphis jerseys. Always wanted one. Expect yeah. like the maybe seven ninety eight uh, season. Yeah, the Van Vancouver days, but John Moran yeah. going to bounce off that uh, ankle injury. Sir, look at that. Ooh, Luca to KP, Ali to the Oop. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that, that European connection. And, I mean, Luca got to be happy to have him back because they've been struggling without him. Luca, he can only do so much. And plus, I think he's playing like a bum ankle or something because he's he hasn't been, you know, Luca, Luca, showing that Luca, right. he's showing that Luca magic, but he's hobbled. But yeah, he's throwing it down. Who's that well, left? I, 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 I got to see this again. Zion yeah. Williamson, that was Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with himself. He's like, well, well, he's like, yeah, should I try to block it? But yeah, he's another guy that you don't ever get in the way of when he's dunking the ball, man. You need to just stop. Don't do it to yourself. It, it just doesn't work. It ain't for you. You ain't stopping Zion. PG thirteen again. Put the kids to bed. Split the defense and just <laughs> put my man on a poster. <laughs> oh, you think it's sweet out here? See, he, he always be talking. That's the PG we want to see. We don't want to hear you talking and being way off P. We want to see you. I mean, slash the pandemic P and just be PG again, man. That's what we want to see from you. Exactly. Here we go with uh, DeAndre Hunter in the MLK jerseys. Just- Love him. With the with the slam, man. He's it, it, been looking good this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a a special on on the making and the meaning of these jerseys, which is definitely pretty cool. Yes, I agree. All right, now, he, he's your man right here. Alfred. Damn right, you damn right, catching bodies. Go ahead, Alfred. You trash, but you catching bodies. <laughs> but you on the show, yes, sir. <laughs> Look at him, nice little crossover move. Yeah, go ahead, Elfit. I think that was like his only two points of the game. Now, okay, <laughs> he had more. Here see? we go. Get Knicks Celtics game. The Knicks blew out the Celtics by thirty. Obi Toppin showing see? showing the spring. See, see that pick and roll. Yeah, you can get stomped by Obi. He, he just he's a bouncy kind of guy. I'm t- that's Amari right there. I think that's Amari two Just save us the knee problems. All right. Lonzo to Miles Bridges. Oh, yeah. My, the two-handed 
cock back here. It was, I got to see this again. Ooh. I mean, the ball went behind his head. Yeah, mm. man. That, that was just. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. Give me that ball. See? See? Let's slow it down for the people in the back. Like, I mean, Zion just, he just got a certain bounce about him that you, hey, there's nothing you can do about it once he gets in the air, man. Yeah, it's definitely Look special. And, and, you know, he got popped he, in the head. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish here catching the body Come as on. well in, in the red Atlanta uniforms. That was a sweet Derek Favors just made a Derek Favors made a business <laughs> decision at this one. Oh, <laughs> I am not on a post of the day. Yeah, see, that was smart. That's what you got to do. Get the hell out of the way. If you see somebody already up there, just I'd rather be looking up, you know, at something that's going to be a poster rather than being in that poster. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but you know that was catching the body. Uh, you can catch those highlights over on our YouTube channel, Life Group Podcast. If you are listening to audio platform only, um, subscribe to the Life Group Podcast Network on the YouTube channel. Catch the visuals of the jams of the week. But uh, we're getting pretty close to the end. But I also wanted to bring up something else. Aja Wilson. Um, yes. Had a statue over at the uh, University of South Carolina. Well-documented uh, career in the WNBA, plays for the Aces, MVP of the season, led uh, South Carolina to a national championship, mm-hmm. uh, well-deserved statue, and a powerful speech. Um, what do you make of it? Exactly. Uh, I think she- yeah. Oh, it was Same, great, man. Um, more like uh, her grandmother wasn't able to walk uh, in the campus. She had to walk around the campus. But now, you know, she's able to look at something that, you know, her, her university has her granddaughter on the ground as a statue. So, I mean, that's just powerful. Absolutely. Um, I, that's what progression you know that's what we that's what we all want to see you know as african americans we want to see that progression and you can't deny that we have you know because a lot of us come from different backgrounds you know a lot of stuff in family history that i didn't even know about you know i had tuskegee airmen in my family didn't know about you know and it's just something like that where you know it was just let's not that's not you know a long time ago it was a long time ago, really, but when you look into it, it wasn't. You know, the 60s weren't, wasn't that long ago where you still had this going on and, you know, we couldn't walk in certain places. Like she said, you had to walk around it. But now, you know, putting that on those grounds in South Carolina, you know, one of the most segregated places, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it shows you how far as a country we've come, still got work to do. but you love seeing stuff like that. 
You know, people, I've always said, you know, people don't know a lot about our history. You know, you have a lot of questions, but there's a lot of places you can go. You can go on YouTube. You can, you know, just watch. I mean, you can watch, read about it. There's so many avenues that you can go to do it. But for Aja Wilson, you know, it's just, that's a whole bunch of crap. MVP, it would be nice for her to get a chip, but I'm pretty sure she'll get there. But just the meaning of it was more than that. This is another case of more than basketball. And she deserves it, man. She definitely deserves it. And props to her. Props to her family, too, because I'm pretty sure they're proud. Absolutely. You know, to to have a a statue of a female basketball player as well as an African-American in that in that setting it's monumental on two fronts um it's well deserved uh, and, and as far as you know what we're going with you know everybody gets a statue statues being torn down you know you look at what she's done she's put in the hard work and at 24 to be able to do that it's quite outstanding mm-hmm. and uh one, one more thing uh, i guess i want to bring up um Anybody's been tracking the, the story of Delonte West. Um, he now has a job in the therapy center where he's been rehabbing. So um, Mark Cuban's been uh, tracking his progression. Um, it's a good story. Nice to see someone get back on their feet. As everybody knows, the Delonte West story has been a rough one. Um, to watch Mark Cuban go out of his way and take the time out and make sure he's okay and so far it's it's looking pretty good i just like yeah, to see you know positive stories like that oh for sure Shout out to... yeah it's just yeah. he's going through so much <laughs> i just and a lot of owners won't do that a lot of owners will just wash the hands of players after they're finished playing you know playing for their team they're just like hey we gave you a, we we employed you all these years, but you never knew the you never know the troubles of what they're going through. And some of them, you just reach out, and you need help. You know, same thing with Kyrie. Like I get on him, but you really don't know what's going through his head. You know, maybe, maybe it's it's a cry for I don't know if it's a cry for help, but you never never know what's going on. But you know, also with him, you know, buying a house for George Floyd's family, definitely want to give him a shout mm-hmm. out for that one. But um, he's, I give him that. He's, he does do his thing when it comes to social justice and looking out for others. He does it. But, you know, he does it in his own way. I mean. Yeah. Definitely uh, misunderstood a lot. I, I, I wish um, sometimes he would do things better as far as communicating with the media, his thoughts. But, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't deny the actions. You can't deny the intentions. And you got to get, I, I give credit where credit's due. So, sure. And, and like the theme of MLK Day and will soon it be uh, Black History Month, you know, it's all about uplifting your brother. And I, I do the same for you, want to uplift you as well. Um, so, you know, just want to. Absolutely. And this one here on a positive note. Absolutely. That's what, that's what brothers do. Anytime you need me, I'll be there for you. 
friends. Yeah. Shut up, Leon. That was a hot show. <laughs> nah, but seriously, though, I like anytime my brothers need me, like I always say, I'm my brother's keeper. I'm a advocate of that. I will continue to do so until I'm no longer here anymore. Hopefully, you know, it's nowhere, nowhere soon. <laughs> but it's definitely that's that's what we do, man. Uplift each other, black, white. You know, it doesn't matter. Always gotta uplift your brothers and sisters. Um. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I I think this has been pretty good here, and um, like I said before, uh, you guys can catch uh, Total Bases podcast Sunday mornings with Felipe Melicio, Sean Connor Flannery, uh, with Baseball Life from eleven eleven a.m. Eastern time before your football Sunday. Uh, let's go Bills. Um, no. Monday night, Dong City, Vince Mercandetti, Henry Maldonado Jr. covering the uh, pretty soon spring training is coming up in a month. Uh, Joe Spring has been signed. Uh, the Bowers sweepstakes still out there. Um, more more Dongs to be talked about. Uh, Jared Porter. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Those guys will cover that uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. The Audible, co- recapping the Sunday afternoon, Sunday night games, mm-hmm. covering Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Those guys do an awesome job. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll be right back here in our regular schedule spot. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, Thursday night, we'll work shoot wrestling podcast with Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks. Uh, Brown's been eliminated. Packers still out there. Hopefully, Jason can uh, join join him on the couch. <laughs> but uh, again, Royal Rumble coming up. Those guys doing an awesome job over there. They'll cover the wrestling aspect of things. Yes. And uh, you can catch us again Wednesday night here, Bullets Life Group, on Facebook, YouTube channel, by subscribing to the Life Group Podcast Network. And uh, again, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple, however you receive your audio podcast, we're right there too. Listen. Listen. Um, any words? Pointing away for audience, uh, Jake? Uh, thank everyone for tuning in. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I mean, uh, you'll live, you'll get over it. No, No, but thank everybody that listening. Guys, for your comments. Sorry, I wasn't into it. I was trying to get through so much stuff, but you know, you guys always do a great job. If you listen and join it now, do it later. We always appreciate it. Um, Other podcasts, guys, keep doing it. Keep doing your things. We're doing great things here. Life group difference. You know what it is. Um, On a football note, Deshaun Washington prefers the Jets. Get that done. Um, <laughs> get it done. He, that's it right there. He gave you the opening. Now you just gotta close it. Um, but it's always good coming in, you know, talking basketball, trying to give these people some basketball news and knowledge of what we know. Um, and that's about it, man. Okay, always good stuff, brother. Yes, sir. Um, so until next time, we'll see you episode forty-four. Um, ball out, everybody. Ball out.